Hi, this is Janet Gowan welcoming you to Love Letters Live. And today's guest is a duo. It is Terry Wong with Snowball. And Snowball is her bird. And I'm going to go right to you first, Terry. You introduce Snowball. So Snowball is an adopted cockatiel. I adopted him three years ago when he was two. So he is now five. He loves this mirror. It's a little heart-shaped mirror. Uh-huh. Ever. So anyway, so he loves he loves the mirror. And then generally once he's done admiring himself, then maybe he might whistle, but it's hard. And to then see. maybe he'll what? Maybe he might whistle, but then maybe he won't. Oh, so. okay. Well, let's, let's talk to you about this. It's so cute. You're all right. So, so I, I, I want to say, first of all, by way of introducing myself, Terry Dora Wong, that she has been a guest on Love Letters Live talking about her Chinese hats and her own designs. You can see what she looks like. And yes, am I safe in saying that just about everything you made you was sewn or knitted yep. and designed and created? She's just a genius, everybody. Okay. Um, and also an opera singer. And if you put Terry Wong into the search site for Love Letters Live, you'll get to hear even more about her. But let's talk about Snowball. You said you adopted. What made you want to adopt a bird? Well, I've always had birds. I mean, I'm allergic to anything with fur, so I can't uh -huh. have a dog or a cat. Um, and 46 years ago, husband number one bought me a little blue parakeet and just kind of a run of the mill, just a regular birdcage. It was nothing special about it, right? But anyway, that was like a birthday present for me. And I've had feathered friends ever since for the last 40 okay. years. Yeah. So I have a question. I have a friend who has a, well, I've had friends who have had birds. And tell me about their ability to be affectionate to you. Oh, they're incredibly affectionate. If you get them, especially if you get them really young. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when my dad moved in with me, um, I had a, I got a baby parakeet, a yellow one. And I got him, I guess when he was just weaned. And that's actually the perfect time to get them because you can pretty much teach them anything. And he talked like a two-year-old, complete sentences. Really? <laughs> you know, my daughter taught to say, I love you with all my heart and soul. Oh, and so did, did he just say that at random yeah. or did something evoke it? Well, he would generally say to either me or my daughter. So mm -hmm. it was definitely someone that he was expressing his affection to, but he learned all sorts of sentences and phrases and noises and he learned he can mimic Star Trek noises, and it wow. was just it was just very interesting. And really, other than Snowball, Sunny was probably my my favorite bird. I know we're not supposed to say we have favorites; it's like trying to pick your favorite child. But you know, Sunny, he never thought of himself as a bird. He thought he was a human. In, well, in I can bed. see that he probably thinks of himself as something there, looking in the mirror. Like, what do you think he sees when he looks in the mirror? Well, I know he sees both of us. Uh -huh. I mean, the first time I showed him a mirror, he was like looking behind the mirror, right? You know? Really? Okay, so yeah. let's talk about intelligence because I remember. Oh, hi, Snowball. Yeah. I know the phrase bird brain must be a real irritation to you. I don't it like is. it. Either. It is because birds are extremely intelligent. If you treat them well, like any other animal, they're incredibly affectionate. But um, even if, I mean, first of all, I, Many, many years ago, somebody referred to somebody in my presence as a bird brain. And all I could think of was bird brain, you try flying. Well, yeah. And you try, you try doing something interesting. That's right. And bird song and, and yeah. bird song and all of that. That's right. Now you're getting all vocal, huh? 
Really? <laughs> so I didn't have any intention of adopting a bird back in uh, three years ago. I was in my favorite pet shop buying supplies for the other birds. And I noticed this bird was in a cage by himself next to the baby parakeets. Mm-hmm. And so I asked the bird man at Animal Connection, so what's up with the bird? He goes, oh, the owner brought him in and she wanted to know if I could adopt him out because she could not, for whatever reason, she could no longer take care of him. And so I, you know, I looked him over and he looked healthy enough. And, you know, and I, you know, I've been going to the pet store long enough that they know they're not going to send, they're not going to sell me a dud, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. So anyway, basically I didn't have to pay for him. I just adopted him and um, brought him home and the poor cage he was in, the former owner knew nothing about birds. She had him in too small cage. So he was kind of, you know, oh. and she was feeding him the wrong food. I've never had a bird with gas. Yeah. When the first time I took him out of his cage, I'm going. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> so she was feeding. So yeah. So his digestive system was all, was all. What do you feed form. him? So I changed his food. I changed him to the same food I fed the other cockatiels. And within 48 hours, no more gassy bird. Oh, what, what do you feed him? Um, instead of giving him seed, I give him these little balls of pre-seeded seeds. I mean, there's no shells on them. All the shells have been removed. And then the seeds are kind of uh, stuck together with like a honey kind of a mixture. So it, you know, so they still have to work for the food. It isn't like, you know, they can just gobble it down. They do have to, you know, they got to keep the beak and trim and, and all of that stuff. So, yeah. Now he's he spends a lot of time out of his cage. He does. He spends all of his time either in or out of his cage. I leave the door open. Oh, so it's his choice. It's his choice to come in or out. Okay, no shrieking in the ear. Uh, it's his. It's his <laughs> choice. It's his choice to come in or out. Uh, sometimes in the morning, if he hasn't seen the whites of my eyes before, when he thinks I should be up, you hear this little these footsteps coming down the hallway. <laughs> wow! Really? Yeah. Little Does footsteps. He fit- does he fly around the house? He does not. He walks. Uh, huh. I have his wings clipped. Oh, that's it. The reason for that is that, I mean, he can fly, but the wings clip means that he can't get up enough speed so that if he were to accidentally hit a wall, he wouldn't oh, break his neck. Right. I had a bird break his neck. That was, that was tragic. Oh, that's terrible. So, so he's not going to fly out a window. Even if he did, which he hasn't done yet in all the years he's lived here. Even if he did with the wings clipped, he's not going to hurt himself. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, he would basically just brush it. I mean, he can't get enough, he can't get enough altitude and he can't get enough speed to really hurt himself. Now, how, how old is he? He is now five. Okay. So at what age do birds breed? And does he want to breed? Do you think of getting a little feed? Start breeding them when they're a year or two years old. I mean, cockatiels live to be anywhere from 20 to 25. Uh-huh. The the two previous cockatiels that I had that were here when I brought Snowball in, uh, Jason passed at 21 and we had to put Freckles down at 22. Yeah. So it was good. It was good that there were other cockatiels here because they kind of showed him the ropes, you know, because he knew nothing about ladders, you know, like how to climb a ladder. He knew nothing about stepping up on your hand. Oh, so Uh, tell, tell us, tell us about how they learn. I mean, well, they don't, they don't they don't step up on your finger naturally or they have to be encouraged or what? They need to be encouraged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that kind of training, just like potty training a dog, you got to start it when they're young. Now, right. because I got him when he was already two years old, you know, he, he kind of had to learn by watching the other birds. 
Yeah. So when he watched the other birds step up in my hand, he figured, okay, that must be okay to do that. So you could see him t take that information in? Yeah, yeah, I could. So because the first time he was, it was one time he was on the floor and he didn't know how to get back up. And then he saw Freckles just climb the ladder and was like, ah, okay. <laughs> you know, oh, the funny one is the first time I gave him a bath. I don't think his, his previous owner had never bathed him. So yeah, so I, I really had a cleanup job. I mean, you know, he was remarkably healthy considering he was getting the wrong food and not being bathed. So I don't know about I don't know about bathing birds. I mean, in the wild, they somehow manage to bathe themselves. Yes. To find water and do what? Yeah, they do. So I bathe the other birds. I would put them on the clothesline. And so I line them up, you know, and I put them up there on the clothesline. And he was looking, he was looking, he was going, you guys are getting wet. And you like it? Okay. <laughs> do you spray them? I do. I spray them. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you I can't put them in a sink and use soap and water. No, because that'll take off the special coating on their feathers that sure. waterproof and that keeps them insulated. Yeah. So so the first time he had a bath, so he's sitting there watching the other two and they're hanging upside down, their tails <laughs> in the air, they're flapping, they're having a great time. And he's standing off to the side going, eh. and of course, then I put the spritzer bottle at him, right? He just like. I'm wet. I'm wet. Why am I wet? <laughs> and, you know, and instead of spreading his wings out, right, so I could get underneath there, he would just like. <laughs> oh, so that's a good, so you have to get them all over. Yes. That was his first bathing experience. Okay. The next time I, the next day I brought him back out, then he realized that, oh, well, hey, this isn't so bad. So maybe I'll open my wind, wings part way. And then by the third day, he was, you know, doing the full on flapping and. <laughs> well, he is really a smart little learner. Well, it helped that he watched the other birds. Sure. I think if I didn't have the other birds to show him the rope. Okay. You can see your, okay. Okay. All right. Fine. Here. <laughs> he lets you know, doesn't he? Well, normally he wouldn't, he wouldn't keep shrieking, but anyway. So, so women, why do you think he's doing it now? Does he know he's on camera? Probably. <laughs> Well, you know, it's like when kids are little, right? And the minute you get on the phone, mommy, mommy, mommy. Right. <laughs> yes, I do. And dogs. Yes. So the other thing he's learned is one of my favorite utensils that I use that I started that I actually bought last year when we were locked in is a mortar and pestle. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I pound spices in it. I pound pesto in it and stuff. So when I'm pounding on the mortar and pestle, he's in the other room in his cage pounding on a seed dish. Not in the same rhythm, but he's also doing his. Wait, rhythm. so are you pounding food for him though? Also, no. Oh, so he doesn't associate that with feeding him. No, he doesn't associate it with. Food. In fact, he doesn't like people food. You can, I mean, other than bok choy, uh -huh. he doesn't really like people food. I've offered him all kinds of stuff. All my other birds would take a nibble at people food, but but not him. Look so at him. he's just as happy as can be with his own image. Does do, do they preen by themselves? He does. He does groom by himself. Yeah. I can Especially see after a bath, you know, when they're wet. Yeah. Yeah. Does he know he's handsome? Uh, I think so. I'm just going to see oh. if we can fix the picture. Yeah. It was getting fuzzy there for a second. Okay. Of course he knows he's handsome. I tell him he's handsome every day. Uh -huh. <laughs> every day. Now, so, how, do, how does he express love for you? Um, 
just the usual, the little. Oh, he does. So yeah. he's, he's physical with you. Yes. Yes. I noticed, I noticed that he's hanging on to your, the slope of your shoulder. Yes. Without falling off. He's got little claws that do that. He has little claws. I mean, you know, they say birds are, are you know, descended from dinosaurs. And if you look at their feet. Oh, you can they see have, it. They have scaly feet that look almost like lizards. Uh -huh. skin, and then you look at the claws. It looks just like a T-Rex claw in miniature. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So cute. How does he get along with other? Do you ever? Oh, well, do you ever take him out? No. You know, I live two blocks from Golden Gate Park and there are hawks and falcons. Oh, in the park. oh so you couldn't take him on your shoulder for sure. Uh, no, it would be a snack and it to go by. Oh, it's yeah. a horrible thought. You know, in Chinatown, I used mm -hmm. to go there sometimes, walk there sometimes on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. And there was a particular cafe there where men would come in the morning yes. and they would bring it's their do you know about this? I do know about it. And, you know, I, I mean, it was I, like it was like showing their pro. What yeah. is that about? Well, you know, it's they do that in Hong Kong and Taiwan, too. There are public parks where men will gather with their birds. Uh -huh. And, you know, the men get to visit and the birds get to visit. And the birds get to learn new songs and the men oh. get to show off their new birds. Well, that's the part I'm interested in. About showing off the bird. Uh huh. Um. What's interesting because it seems in Hong Kong and Taiwan, it's only the men that breed the birds. That's what I think. Yes, yeah, it is. It's only the men that breed the birds. And so, you know, they'll take them on a weekend or whatever when it's a sunny day. And they have these long poles that they hang between the trees and they hang the cages on it. And all the birds get to visit and they learn new songs. I mean, I have a Chinese canary who every time he molts, every time he loses the feathers and replaces them, uh -huh. that was a new song. So twice a year when he molts, his, his song changes. Now, is that something nature just does? I mean, he's saying something about, because not, aren't, aren't, really, aren't, they born, aren't they born with the bird song that they're, that they're programmed for already in them? Well, they're, they're born learning the songs that the parents sing. Yes. Right. So, um, but as they mature and as they get older and as they move away from the nest and stuff, and of course in this house, you know, the birds are, ex are exposed to instrumental and vocal music. So, yeah. um, oh. so they're listening to all of that. Plus he hears his buddies every morning that come and sit on the atrium roof and sing to him. So they take all of that in and, you know, they, 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 they mess with it. They I, know, I, I know you're an opera singer. Yeah. Do, you, do you sing with him? I sing with a canary. Yeah. Yeah. And on the odd times, I mean, we can probably count on one hand when I've hit a sour note. But if I hit a sour note, he will turn around and face the wall. Oh, my goodness. He can't even look at me. And of course, you know, that's like the worst criticism ever. Oh, my God. My bird doesn't like me singing. It's bad. <laughs> OK, we'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> so interesting. Because, you, well, you would probably know more people who have birds than I do. I know a few people. When I was growing up, my friend Marsha, when we were little, they always had a bird. They had two. They had lovebirds. I think they were budgies. Mm -hmm. and, well, lovebirds and budgies aren't the same. Oh, are they? Okay. They're not. No, lovebirds are like small parrots with a very, very short tail. They're very different than a parrot. I see. Okay. And budgies? And budgies is just a short, shortened name for uh, a parakeet. Oh, okay. So I think that's what they were, but they took care of each other. One, they fed each other little seeds. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, if you want the bird to be people friendly, you generally don't want to 
you don't want to pair them up. I see. So, okay. I mean, one of the things about the yellow parakeet is that he loved my jewelry. Every morning when I used to get ready for work, he would try to steal the earrings off of the. Uh, oh my goodness! Off of my. They like bright. They off. like bright things. Yeah, they do. And so you know, when I turned sixty and got tapped to do some print modeling for a book, he had to get in. Oh yes, good. <laughs> There you go. He had to get in on the photo shoot, which, you know, I told the photographer, I'm so sorry, you know, let me put him away. She goes, no, 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 let him stay there. I'll take a shot of him. So he's immortalized forever in a oh, he's so He is so appealing. Yes. Now, when you were talking about, I forget what you were talking about, but it occurred to me, you can't, you can't um, potty train a bird. No, but most of my birds, especially him, he will actually lean his butt out. So he's not pooping on me kind of like you don't want to soil your nest you don't want to soil mom <laughs> right right so basically he'll he'll poop on the floor but you know i have hardwood floors it's really easy to clean up yeah, take two yeah, seconds sure. it's not a big deal yeah sure. so um you were gonna you, you said you had a couple of stories to tell about birds you had and something to do with when your dad was yes yeah, so that yellow parakeet that i just showed you a picture of i bought him home when my dad had just moved in with me and my dad had never had pets, never had pets. Mm -hmm. And so this was a whole new thing for him. It was like, you know, I bring it home and he goes, what's that? It's a bird. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do with it? Well, dad, it's not dinner. <laughs> I mean, he's big, right? Small for, yeah, right. So anyway, so over the weeks, he watched me train the bird and teach him to talk and teach him to come when he's called. And so when I go to work, I, I was always curious what my dad was doing. And so one day I came home from work and he's sitting in the living room with the bird on his shoulder and they're watching some World War II movie. And so my dad was really hard of hearing. So he would have the volume cranked up. And normally birds don't like loud noises. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I know dogs, there are certain, certain decibel things they don't like either. But normally birds do not like loud noises. Huh? Honey loved explosions, car chases. <laughs> yeah. Gunshot. Oh, he was all there. <laughs> did he, did he, mean, did he learn to like that from your dad? He did. And then every 4th of July for the whole 10 years I had Sonny, we would watch the Independence Day on the 4th of July, the movie with Will Smith. Oh. And he'd be sitting, he'd be standing on my shoulder. He'd be flapping his wings going, big boom, big boom. He would say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny yeah and you know he loved all the james bond films he liked i didn't i don't particularly like war movies but you know it's just and he loves star trek so he learned to imitate like the phaser noises and um the the communicator noise that it makes when you flip it open i mean he learned how to imitate all of that it was hysterical <laughs> they've got they've got wonderful personalities oh he was so personable and i swear to you he thought he was a person in feathers I mean, when he looked in the mirror and he said, such a pretty girl, he wasn't talking about me. <laughs> he, was not. he was talking about himself. <laughs> Look at how snowballs nuzzling your cheeks. Oh, yeah. So yeah. cute. You know, the, I, the other funny story with dad was I came home one time and dad had an ear of corn. It was in the summer when corn was at his height. And so he was at one end of the ear and the parakeet was at the other end and they were working their way into the middle. It was just, the, you know, and of course, I didn't have an iPhone. I had no way to photograph this, right? right. 
right. you know but i mean i still see it in my mind's eye right you know this, of, course, of course i mean it's just it was adorable i have a question adorable. for you because i know that you write i know you've got a book there and I know yeah. that there are so many things. Have you ever, I mean, I want to write a love letter to Snowball. Have you ever written a love letter to any of your birds? Because here's what I'm thinking. Go ahead. Well, only to the yellow parakeet, because out of all the birds I've had so far in 46 years, Sonny was just extraordinary. He just was. I mean, occasionally he could be an a-hole, you know. I mean, he liked to boss the bigger birds around. You know, it'd be like feeding time. He would have to eat first. Everybody else could wait. Did he, did he push them out of the way or what? Yes. Oh. Yes. And, you know, he would be like, you know, basically one third the size of them, but he would literally shove them out of the way. And so I, I'm just like, thinking what a wonderful collection that would be in years to come when you're an well, old woman, when you're an old woman and you look back to have a series of love yeah. letters to each of your birds, just talking about what, you, I mean, all the things that you just said about them. I think, I think should be put down on paper forever. Well, I started it. I did. <laughs> oh, good. Ready for today. I did type up some notes to remind myself. Because I know that you're a good letter writer. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, the other bird that I have to mention also, if we have time, is when I was first divorced, Monica, I asked Monica what she wanted for her birthday. And she said, Mommy, I want a white bird. And of course, you know, I go and I'm, a, you know, newly divorced single mom, I'm looking at the exchequer going, well, I know how much a new cockatiel is going to cost. That's not in the budget. So I pick her up from school one day, we come home and I open the front door and there's a white bird sitting on top of one of my cages. I go, Mariko? She goes, yes, mommy. Did you leave a window open? No, mommy. Oh, Oh, honey, look over there. She goes, oh, mommy, you got me a white bird. So I examined the bird. It was mostly all white with a little bit of gray. This guy is mostly is all Wait, gray. Wait, so how, how did it come to how did that bird come to you? Well, I must first, have I, first I examined the bird to make sure it wasn't injured. And then I noticed that the wings weren't clipped. So it had flown in from somewhere. Oh, it really so, did. Yeah. So I clipped its wings and I let my and I left my daughter to cuddle with the new bird. And I went upstairs because I lived on the lower level of a Victorian. And I went upstairs to talk to the owner landlord. And I said, so Mark. And the first thing he says is, oh, did you get your bird? What do you mean? He goes, well, I'm standing at the living room. The window's open. And this bird flies in and lands on my shoulder. And I'm walking all over the house. And the bird won't leave me. And I figure, well, it's so tame. It must be one of Terry's. So I just used my pass key and opened the door and put him on one of the cages and locked up. So I go back downstairs and I tell Mariko this and she goes, so mommy, can we keep him? I says, well, honey, why don't we put up flyers just in case, uh -huh. you know, because clearly he'd escaped from somewhere. Yes. And so we put flyers up and down. And of course, a week later, nobody claimed him. And so he stayed with us for 22 years. Oh my goodness. 22 years. Yeah. And if, it were, and if it weren't for freckles, this guy wouldn't have learned as much as he had learned. He wouldn't have learned what things to eat, how to uh -huh. use a ladder. Okay, fine. How to use a mirror. <laughs> that is just the funniest thing. Oh, God forbid you should forget what you look like. <laughs> Do you have a mirror hanging in your house where he can just perch somewhere and look at no. himself? Or he just no. wants you to hold it? No, he wants me to hold it. Uh-huh. Oh, the look on his face. Just yeah. And he knows he knows it's not another bird. He's learned that now. He does know that's not another bird. But 
Well, if I mean, first of all, you said that when he first saw it, he saw your reflection and looked. I mean, he could tell. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He could tell there was definitely not two of me. <laughs> right. There couldn't be two of you. <laughs> oh, there couldn't be two of me. No, there couldn't. This is just amazing. I want to thank you for doing this with me. Well, you're I've welcome. learned a lot. I'm going to be smiling for a week just at the thought of snowball. <laughs> and I haven't framed this yet, but my friend painted this on us. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Oh, you sent me that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's so gorgeous. That's the painting. And then this is the photograph that Ari Seth Cohen took that she got. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. You're just a, a remarkable woman. Oh, thank you. Are you. Remarkable. Oh, you I'm, go I'm going to the frame later today so that Pardon I can. I'm going to the framer later today to get. Oh, good, good. It's gorgeous. Well, thank <laughs> you, Carrie. Thank you, Snowball. Aw, can you say thank you? Know, you? I'm, I'm actually a big fan of writing letters to pets because oh, it's so part of your history. Yeah, no shouting. No you know, shouting. Your, your relationship. Okay, well. No shouting. <laughs> goodbye. Oh, I'll talk to Snowball. I hope I'll see you again sometime. I hope I'll see you in person someday when this whole pandemic is over. Yes. Well, you know, I think we should schedule a tea sometime in the near future. And and how would and how would you bring Snowball to a tea? No, you'd have to come here because I. I'm oh, OK. That dog. makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> no, uh, sadly, I'm allergic to your dog. I think the only dogs I can be around are the ones that just have hair like poodle. Well, they have those little Chinese hairless dogs. Right. Yeah. But anything that has actual fur, I am. Right. Too, oh, sad. you don't need fur when you've got feathers like that. Oh, he's gloriously happy. He had a bath this morning. He's all clean and fluffy. Can she see your face? Can you stop looking at yourself for a second? So she no, can he can't. Look at look at that. He's just going to dive okay. down there to get it. Okay. All right. <laughs> goodbye, both of you. Until we meet again, okay. Janet Allen saying goodbye and thank you so much. And Snowball, thank you so much for just staying <laughs> part of this. And not oh, running away to yeah. do something else in the house. Okay. Well, you know, he likes this fuzzy knitted stuff. It feels oh, good. Does he? Yeah. I'm going to look good on the feet. It's <laughs> just great. Okay. Well, I'm going to say goodbye for sure. It's hard to let go of a little thing like that. Okay. Till next time. <laughs>